Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. He hath the moment, tweet hath the moment, Cash Levy, welcome back to Cashing In. It's great to be here, and I appreciate all the kind letters and kind comments, cards that people send me about giving me credit for just how much diversity I have on the show. I mean, I've always prided myself on bringing a lot of different types of guests. And, um, you know, some of the great people that have been on this show over the years, Triscuit Hurlebutton, Pemberton Buttlesticks, uh, Mackie Sasser, he almost made it onto the show. Uh, before he uh, was run over. And of course, uh, there's been a few other different people involved. But uh, this week, I thought I'd continue my efforts to making the, sh the show more inclusive. And uh, that's my real goal here. And uh, I have scheduled on the show uh, Tiddledorf Trinkerton, the famed napkin uh, dispenser uh, inventor. And a lot of people, it's very useful. I mean, people say, how do we get napkins? Uh, in a dispenser, that's something that uh, Tiddledorf really came up with. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Tiddledorf uh, was scheduled to do the show, but he's not going to make it because, as you know, all the cities have been overrun uh, with different animals um, because not many people are in the cities right now, coyotes, different animals. Uh, Tiddledorf was actually uh, eaten by a honey badger on the way to the uh, recording. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to call the first person that picked up his phone. And uh, I believe uh, Tiddledorf just was eaten by Honey Badger. And I'm going to just interview the first person that's there on the scene and just get a feel for what's happening out there in New York City. Um the famed inventor of the napkin dispenser. Here it is. Whoever is next to Tildorf Trinkerton. Hello? Okay, let's see if they pick up. I'm calling Tildorf's phone. Hello? Hi. Hi. This is, uh, what's what's it like there? Is Hello? Tildorf? Yes. Who is Tildorf Hello? there? Hello? Yes. Yeah, can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear Hello. me? Did you? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You go ahead. Wait, this sounds. Hello? Did... Sorry, no, you go ahead. No, you go. Okay, yeah. No, go ahead, I understand go ahead, that. Go ahead. No, no, hold on. Understand... Sorry. Go ahead. I understand hey, that. You, I... Sorry. No, you go. You go. Okay. You... Your turn. Yeah, I... What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Hello? Hello? Look, I was trying to interview Tildorf Trinkerton, the famed inventor of the napkin dispenser. Are you next to him right now? <laughs> Fool you. This is a message uh, at the beep. Go ahead and uh, and leave your name, number, um, where you're originally from, your social security, 
pin number to your ATM card, and a little bit about your mother, including her maiden name, uh, at the beep. Wow, that's a, that's a lot to. Yeah, I feel like that's a bit of a scam here. I don't know if Tildorf is trying to scam us. I'm going to call him back. Okay, let's see if he picks up again. Maybe I'll get his message. Hello. Uh, I don't want to get fooled again. Don't get fooled again. <laughs> Didn't fool you. It's actually me. I am a live person on the phone with you now. Are you next to Tiddledorf right now? Is he eaten by a honey badger? <sighs> you know, this is... I hate to say it, but uh, Tiddledorf uh, left us this, uh, this past Wednesday... He wasn't eaten by a honey badger, but uh, in order to try and protect himself against that very badger, he started French kissing uh, in the hopes that that would stop the the act of being eaten. And uh, the French kissing with the honey badger was so good that he... uh, He ran off with it? He orgasmed to death. And it's very (laughs) rare. I mean, he... Uh, Wow. He popped, uh, I, I guess, the, you know, the uh, coroner is saying that uh, he popped the chub of the cinch, mm-hmm. which I guess means popping the chub of the century. And, uh, yeah, he's no longer with us. Honey badger like a fox, mm. if I ever heard of one. Yeah. Wow. And I don't think you have, so no, yeah. Your insanity. May I, may I ask who's calling? Oh, this is Cash Levy. I, I, I was actually wanting Cash. to interview. Yeah? T.J. Miller. Oh my God! What the who what, the who the Horton how here's the, the Horton here's the who the who? I can't believe this. I was trying to get this guy Tiddledorf for an interview, but you're there. Unbelievable. Yeah, I I actually I am the sole executor of his estate. Really? Uh, yeah, and it it hasn't been that difficult because his estate included a half-eaten bag of uh, Skittles Wildberry and uh, two pieces of straw from a scarecrow. That yeah. was uh, scare fucked into obscurity. Sure, yeah. And then uh, one leg of uh, an old rusty table, mm. metal table. Interesting. So, Interesting. Yeah, uh, he, he has no family to speak of. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have to, his family, you have to sort of sign and, and do charades uh, to communicate who, who was in his family, but no family to speak of. So uh, I, I am the sole inheritor as the executor of the state of a half-eaten bag of Wildberry Skittles, a rusty old table leg, and two pieces of straw from a scarecrow uh, that was scare-fucked into obscurity. I was so excited to interview. Uh, and obviously his landline that we're on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you're at, a, you're at his house right now? Well, I didn't have a house. It's more of a, a hut mm-hmm. made of uh, old recycled two-liter Mountain Dew bottles. Mm, yeah, a lot of people. So like I'm in there. Do. He has a landline. Uh, you know, the old uh, recycled two-liter Mountain Dew hut. Yep, the old Mountain Dew technique. Yep. And, uh, he mm-hmm. actually uh, he made a uh, a wood-burning stove out of all of his dumperoonies. Okay, yeah. And so that's how I'm sort of keeping warm in these hot, hot September nights. Wow. Well, what happened to the honey badger? Is the honey badger okay? The honey badger also orgasmed to death. And it turns out, I had no idea this is, in a a very strange turn of events, 
the uh, the honey badger, I, I I neglected, I declined to be the executor of the honey badger's estate, in part, you know, out of loyalty to Tiddledorf. Uh, honey badger was loaded. Uh, he had mm. three mansions wow. uh, in wow. Key West. Yeah, um, he actually had a a two story yacht made out of again, ironically, uh, two liter Mountain Dew recycled bottles. And uh, I guess, I don't know how he was able to do this, but uh, part of his chattel was three beautiful female honey badgers that were incredible in the sack. And by that, I mean uh, they had intercourse in a satchel. Oh, wow. Um, and and so, you know, I, I really missed out on that. I don't know if I told you this, but one of my first jokes uh, as a young comedian was uh, – I said, you know, I don't know how this got out, but uh, some, uh, you know, my my girlfriend told people that I'm a real animal in the sack. And that means that uh, when I do have sexual intercourse, I turn into a badger and uh, we have sex in a satchel. And uh, that never worked. Not even once. <laughs> I told you my first joke ever. Didn't what I? was it? It was a true story, actually. I, I was across the street. And I got a fortune cookie and I decided I wanted my first joke to be a real thing that happened like right before the show. So I thought that would be really like, you know, um, the right way to do it. And I'm so glad I did that because the I walked up on stage. I go, I just got the weirdest fortune cookie. And I pulled out of my pocket. It, it said a starship ride has been promised to you by the galactic wizard. I mean, I don't want to shock anyone here, but fortune cookies are starting to lose their credibility. I mean, what are the odds that the galactic wizard would let me ride in his starship again? Again. (laughs) And did it work? It worked. And I actually did it in like my first national television spot because I just wanted to do it. You know, like it still worked. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of your act is just wanting to do it. Yeah, unfortunately, and the crowd not wanting me to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, so I got a. Uh, I'm going to jump right in here. Uh, yeah, jump in on the podcast. In fact, would, do you want to do a podcast with me? I would love to. Oh, that'd be. I'm great. actually. That's I'm great. recording all these conversations for uh, posterity. Posterity. Poster- oh yeah. Yeah. For, pros- for your posture. For prosperity. Oh, I thought it was for your posture, just to make sure you have the right you know, posture. I'm posturing that this would be uh, for prosperity. Uh, but it... Uh, jump in, jump in here. So I got a phone call um, from K8, and she sent me a bunch of pictures all at once. And I said, you know, what, what's going on here? And I looked at the pictures, and they were of uh, our windowsill, actually right over there behind me. And... Um, you know, there's some debris and uh, some markings on the window. And I called her. I said, what is this? And she said, uh, somebody tried to break into the house. And she said, it's really weird because um, n- nothing is missing. There's nothing that's gone. But there is somebody with a lot of Mountain Dew and, and I, honey badger fornicating in the middle of our living room floor. There uh, were honey badger prints all over. <laughs> But uh, no, and and I said, well, what do you, you know, what's the deal? And I said, I think you should call the police. She said, well, I don't know if I should call the police. She called the building manager. He said, call the police. So she called the police. They came over 
And I guess there were nine police officers in our home over the course of the day. This was how many? How long ago was this? This was just uh, two days ago. Yes. Okay. And you weren't here. You weren't there. No, no, no. I was in Rhode Island doing okay. shows. Yeah. And I just I couldn't believe it. You know, it was the last thing we needed to hear really. And I said, Well, how did somebody get into that window? And she said they must have gotten in from the roof of the building next to us. And I said, well, why would somebody do that and not, you know, burglarize it all so strange? And one of the things that she had taken pictures of is they had opened the screen of the window and then replaced it. But in a way that it was clear they had taken the screen off and then tried to replace the screen uh, from the outside of the building. Uh so obviously very scary. Cade is here alone. I'm traveling a lot. Um, but apparently the detectives who are working on the case very quickly came back and said they had figured it out. And I said, really? well, great. So what they happened? The yeah. case. Look, I'm going to just cut to the chase. I'm sorry. I did it. And I, I'm tired of this third degree. I, well, then, I, you know, I hate to say it, but I'm very surprised that you ended up being our schizophrenic neighbor. Oh, interesting. Because <laughs> they told us, this is all real, that they had spoken with the caretaker of the man who owns the house next to us. And it's like a brownstone. He owns the whole building. And I guess this is real. He is schizophrenic and he tried to break into our home through that window because he thought that it was a tunnel for human trafficking. And he had laid on his back and tried to use his boots to Jimmy open. How did they figure this out? I mean, I think they talked to this caretaker and she said, you know, uh, he got off his meds and we're trying to keep him on his meds, but this is what he said he was doing. And I, maybe they caught him in the middle of trying to do this. Uh, but that's the most terrifying thing in the world. You know, I would have rather it was burglars. But instead, we are living next door to a schizophrenic man who thinks that we have a tunnel for human trafficking in our and I mean, it just it could not have been worse news. And in the middle of a pandemic, I think that's about the last thing you need. Is yeah, a, you don't a schizophrenic, need a schizophrenic guy, neighbor. Right? Yeah. So we have now sort of jimmied a way to keep the, and we're going to get an iron worker to put up sort of an iron. Um, Just on the, the tunnel. Yeah. On the outside of the tunnel. Also it helps us because then the, the humans that we're trafficking won't be able to get out. Obviously. Yeah. You know, you want um, it. It's a no return, right? This is just so terrifying. So that's kind of, that's what happened is we thought, wow. Oh, at least they figured it out. And we don't know if he was in the house. He may have been in here and just kind of looked around for humans that were being trafficked. He might not have. We don't know. And we said, well, can we press charges or something? And they said no, because he wasn't uh, attempting to, it wasn't a burglary, attempted burglary, because he's crazy. And I guess the caretaker said, oh, well, we're trying to get him back on his meds. Wow. So incredibly scary, you know. That is scary. And just about the last thing that we needed to have happening right now. So that's what I was dealing with, you know, over the phone. And Kate was so 
uh, scared that she couldn't sleep last night and she's now sleeping uh, because, and we're quarantining. So she's upstairs. I can't go upstairs. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she was, you know, physically and mentally exhausted by dealing with this thing. You're going to sleep downstairs near the, There's no near repercussions. the, near the yeah. tunnel. What I've been doing is I've Guard been, the tunnel. I have been sleeping down here on the couch, uh, and just with the, the humans that we're trafficking, you know, we're all mm-hmm. hanging out. We've been playing uh, cards against humanity and, uh, we've been playing, uh, Jenga. And I got to tell you, if you're a human that's being trafficked, uh, you're not that good at Jenga. <laughs> that's what I've been finding out. Hey, do you um, do you have any interest in, you know, a lot of times we like to start off the show a certain way. And, uh, and how's that? Well, we usually start it off with a, a little section we like to call the triple, triple banger, banger lightning, lightning round. round. Uh, triple banger lightning round. Triple banger lightning round question one. Um I've noticed no one has ever bragged to their, you know, that their son is a hypnotist. Um, does this prove it doesn't work? Well, it certainly doesn't work to make your parents proud of uh, of what you do for a living. But you're right. You've never talked to parents who say, you know, my son's actually a hypnotist. Because they would probably hypnotize their parents. And we haven't it's- talked about this in the podcast, but I, one time in college, a hypnotist came. And one of our friends uh, went up on stage and was hypnotized. And then we went to a party afterwards and she got drunk enough that she admitted that it was all fake, that she had she had pretended to be hypnotized and taken off her bra and all that kind of stuff. Really? And uh, and so I found out that it's it's actually fake. And the way they do it is. They get a bunch of people up, and I guess they choose them by how they dress. They look for people that would pretend to be hypnotized and would want to be on stage without any kind of repercussions, mm-hmm. you know, because you really have a blank check to sort of do whatever you want on stage. And uh, what they do is they have everybody kind of raise their hands and, and you know, if 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 uh, if I can push your hand down, then you're not hypnotized. And so they do that with about ten people, and find the two or three people that are pretending to be hypnotized, and then uh, they th- then they do their act. They they say, "Oh, oh see, I didn't know that. Act I didn't like know how a, yeah. act like a chicken. You know, pretend like you're a pole dancer." So those are just people that wanted some attention. Exactly. So there's that many in each group that just want any type of attention, no matter what it might because be. Because imagine if you had stage fright, but you wanted to be in front of people and you wanted to act crazy, but you didn't want to be responsible for how you were acting. Well, then you would pretend to be hypnotized. I mean, it's really perfect. So that's what I found out. And that that's the whole, you know, they're grifters, they're con men, but that that's how they do it. Wow, I did I actually did not know that. Where, whereas mentalists, right, which are people that can sort of read minds, mm-hmm. they it's also fake, but they have certain tricks and things that they do that you know when you say to somebody, uh, think of a number between one and ten. Most people statistically think of three or seven. I think actually most people think of seven. And, uh, and so they've got those types of tricks and then they have ways to get around it. If somebody, you know, wasn't thinking of seven or whatever, very strange, you know, very strange, very, and and also a weird choice 
as far as, you know, a profession, a weird thing to kind of pretend like you're this one thing and then you're not. And there is a woman who was doing comedy clubs and she was a mentalist. And I asked, uh, I, uh, what did I do? I, I, I asked one of the people working at the club, I forget which club it was, but, um, they said that they were tricked into it and she just it did questions that were leading. And, uh, she actually said to one guy, you know, one woman, she said, I'm, sp- Oh no, no, not a, not a mentalist, a, uh, a medium, a medium. So she said, is anyone in here uh, had uh, a loved one die? I'm feeling that. And somebody said, yes. And they said, and it was, uh, did they think that it was foul play? And the woman said, yeah, no, I always thought it was. And then this uh, medium said, "Um, I'm, I'm, I'm communicating with your dead husband. And he says that it was, it, it was foul play. And she said, well, you know, it was a drug overdose but we thought maybe somebody and the medium said, no, no, no. It's, he's telling me that someone uh, gave him too, too much drug. So it was, he was murdered. And that was not true at all. And apparently this woman whose husband had died of a drug overdose. Now it's confirmed for her that her husband was murdered and she started crying and ran out of the showroom and left. And I was like, how is that something you want to pay for? And this guy was like, I don't know, you know, she sells a lot of tickets and it's a really, uh, you know, people love the show, but, uh, but yeah, it's just all a sham. It's totally fake. And I guess the woman has everybody fill out their name and email and everything. And then she Googles people and finds out about their history and then uses that, you know, to fake being a medium and, and being in touch with dead uh, dead family members. I, I, I mean, yeah. I can't think of a more despicable That's terrible. thing to do with your life. So I, I, I think that uh, no one has ever been like, my son's a hypnotist. Even fewer people have said, you know, my daughter's a medium. It's not real, but she makes people cry uh, and believe that their husband was murdered. <laughs> True by lighting around question two. Question two. Question two. Um, people say I'm as sick as a dog. They often say that, but I, I've never seen. I don't feel like dogs get sick very often, if you ever. Haven't seen a sick dog? Yeah, it's true. So and, you know, and some people say I'm under the weather like a honey badger. Yeah, I hadn't heard that part of it. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> under the weather. Um. Yeah, I don't know. So I mean, does that mean dogs never get sick? Well, you say I'm as sick as a dog. Does that mean you're healthy? Is that your way of saying I'm healthy? I'm as could sick be. as a dog? Yeah. No, I think you're right. It could be. Could also just be, uh, you know, they say like, uh, you know, dog, I, they don't say this about cats. Dogs, it's it's a, a disparaging uh, thing to call a human a dog. You dirty dog, sick as a dog. You lay down with dogs. You're going to get up with fleas. They do that. No one ever says like I'm as depressed as a cat. You know, I'm I'm as yeah I'm as lonely as a kitten without a. No, no one ever says that. I don't know why that is. <laughs> I yeah, think I in think some ways we respect cats more than we respect dogs. I think dogs. I think deep down humans know that dogs are kind of pushovers. 
They're the pushover of the animal kingdom. Cats sort of have their own thing, you know? That's true. I I, I think, yeah, I think it's interesting because I don't, I think dogs, I, 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 th- I think it's you're saying that you're, you're, he- you're feeling healthy. You could be that. You know, I, I, I use the expression a lot. I popped a chub like a pug, <laughs> you know, which means, you know, and, and they say when a dog gets an erection, it's like, uh, you know, lipstick coming out of the case. I, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I don't think I ever want to really talk about that again or hear anyone talk about that at all. Tripping lightning on question three. Question three. Question three. three. Do you think a giraffe is more in need of a chiropractor or an elephant is more in need of a decongestant? That's a pretty good one. I think uh, giraffe, and not just because I love giraffes, but I, I yeah, I think uh, a giraffe needs a chiropractor more than an elephant needs a decongestant. Long neck, long neck. But ele- elephants, you know, you don't see a lot of elephants sneezing, and I've looked on the internet a lot for that. But uh, yeah, you don't. Whereas giraffes, I you know, that's got to be tough on your neck, you know. Let's go along to uh, social questions of human nature. We haven't done one of these in a while. Yeah, that's been a while. We have some stuff to talk about here. Um, so I passed a van um, that uh, was reciting the Bible from the van. Van Bible, sure. Yeah. How how effective could that really be? I mean, is it – you know, you look at the, the, the Bibles that, you know, the van Bibles, and you look at like the um, – you know, the uh, billboards of, you know, uh, about God or Jesus. Is it an advertising problem that, that people aren't um, becoming more spiritual? Do they feel like it's an ever Is it a lack of advertising? I don't know. But is, the- is anybody is anybody like, you know, I, I think I I found I found Jesus finally. I he was on a billboard. All, yeah, yeah, I finally. I, I, I saw I, on the way back from Rhode Island, I saw a billboard that said frustrated Jesus can help. And they had a phone number, but the phone number wasn't great. It was like 1-800-42-HOPE-9. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they couldn't quite get the exact, they couldn't get exactly what they wanted to phone number wise, but they just went with it. So yeah, I Look, think it, I, I get what I'm saying is I do think it's effective to have, uh, and I don't care what anyone believes that listens to the show. What I'm saying is I think it is effective to have a Bible in every hotel room. That seems reasonable. Really? If you're trying to spread, well, if you're trying to spread the word that you think uh, this book is going to change people's lives, I don't think that's very intrusive to have a Bible in a hotel room next to the bed. I think that is good advertising. But I think when you're looking at a billboard right up next to an accident attorney, Right. Or a, um, you know, a van where you're actually reading from the Bible on a loudspeaker as you pass people. Um, to me, that's, you know, that's that's not effective advertising. That's all I'm saying. There was some, there's some joke that goes, what I like, it's like, uh, you know, they shut down, the Pope came to New York City, so they shut down all the, the streets so that there wouldn't be traffic. And somebody said, you know, but if you're the Pope, I mean, have a little faith, you know? Yeah. 
And uh, I, I, I do love the idea that it's like, you know, they're, they're saying, oh, God and works in mysterious ways and all that. But he really isn't coming through. Uh, he's just not coming through enough to really prove his own existence. I don't mm. think. Let's, I'm going to move it along to another essential question. This is a weird one it, having to do with the pandemic. So I want to talk about it while we're still talking about it. Um, they say that the eyes are the windows to the soul, right? You often hear that. And you say things like her eyes were smiling or sure, her sure. eyes told me or his eyes told me what I needed to know or his eyes told me if he was being honest. The, like, eyes don't don't lie. Hey, the eyes don't lie. Yeah, it's and all the about thighs, the eyes, right? The thighs keep their eyes on the prize. Right, right. And they say that all the time. They really can't stop saying it. They just say it nonstop. <laughs> so if we've learned anything with the pandemic that everyone having masks on their face, at least the only thing I've learned, is I know nothing about people from their eyes. Nothing. That none of those things were true. Because to me, everyone, I have no idea what emotions they're feeling under their mask. Well, I can't tell if they're smiling. But uh, the butthole is the window to the eyes. A lot it's of people. The wind, it's the window to the bottom. It's the window to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, it is a little weird. I, and I, I think I told the you. The ears, the windows to the hearing canal. The ears are the windows to the center of where the eyes start. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's the nose, very, very... the windows to the stomach. I have no idea what people look like with their, I didn't realize how much people's looks are their face, not their eyes. Well, I, have, I, I'm looking into the eyes. Look, all I'm saying is we're more similar to goats than we ever thought, because I have no idea. I don't know how you feel. got there from your earlier point, but I like it. But I don't know how, I don't know what anybody's feeling. I don't know if they're happy, sad. I don't know if they're telling me the truth. I don't know if they're laughing. All I know is they're staring at me and they all look very similar except for the color of their eyes. I have no idea what they're feeling. Well, two don't things. Know if they're One, two things. One, uh, it has been strange to not be famous at all because people can't recognize me without my mask on. That's been really strange. Then the other thing is that um, I have found that if I take a picture with someone and we're wearing masks, which we always are, uh, uh Often we will laugh about the fact that we still smile. People are still, no one can see their mouth, but in a mask, if you take a picture, you smile. Isn't that strange? That is a uh, sort of human habitual behavior over, um, you know, over rationale, you know, rationally, you don't need to do anything with your mouth, but we still smile. You know, and and I think part of why we smile is not out of habit. And I should mention this: it's actually because your eyes look different when you smile. Hmm. I mean, let's try it right now. Here, ready? So uh, I'm going to hold up uh, this in front of uh, my face. Okay. Okay. And now uh, I'm going to I'm going to ask you just from my eyes if you can tell whether or not I'm smiling. All right, ready? Am I smiling? Uh, no. Okay. Now, am I smiling? No. What about now? Yes. What? You're Did right. All right. Oh now. my god! Now, this how about is this? Totally re- this is ruining my. Oh, it is ruining it. All right. Now, how about now? Ready? Well, yeah, because I saw your face move there. Okay, what about now? By the way, TJ has a napkin over his face, a lot of ink blots What about on. now? Ready? What about now? 
Well, you're just making a weird face now. <laughs> this is good podcast. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think? Or no one can. What do you no think, can, what do you think now? No, no, no. Now you're squinting. I don't know. Maybe you have a sour taste in your mouth. I'm not sure. What about now? Mm, and now you just have your eyes. No, closed. I was smiling. I was smiling. Okay. Bottom line is, I but don't you know, know how you, people you just saw it. It's true. No, I mean, you really can. You can tell from a person's eyes if they're smiling or not. So I think they are windows to the soul, but you, those windows for you have been uh, bricked up. They've been bricked. I mean, I will say this. If I was single right now, there's something that would turn me on a little bit about the whole thing because I imagine everyone's very beautiful under their masks more than they probably are. Uh, sort of like when, you know, ski, ski. Outfit. You know what I can tell? I always think in somebody's eyes if they popped a chub or not. <laughs> but, you know, ski outfits where I, I find people very attractive in their ski outfits or their snowboarding outfits, just because I sort of imagine their physique underneath, but I don't really know what it looks like. I just picture I'm very positive thinker in terms of people's right, right. physiques and their looks, because the older you get, the more everyone is attractive to you. I mean, that's the great thing about aging. There's more and more people that are attracted. Yes, there are more and more people that are attracted to you the older you get, because proportion to you, in relation to you, everyone's more attractive than you than you. And it's more and, and so you're actually walking around with a chub. chub. Yeah, chub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, chub popper. It's a walking chub popper. You know, uh, when I see, when I see somebody has saying. rips in their jeans, I look at those knees and I can tell everything I need to know about what's right above them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you another. I mean, this is a practical living in the modern age. In an age. inefficient and okay. out-of-date way, we bring you practical living in the modern age. There's a lot of people really obviously love to look at themselves, right? Because that's why everyone's taking all these selfies. They must like uh, looking and they at know, themselves. It's not off enough that people say drain the pool, like Narciss, you know? Right. And that was in the, the previous episode. We talked about a narcissist. And, uh, and a lot of people love looking at themselves. That's why we've got people taking selfies with everything, right? They must like looking at themselves. Why aren't there more shirts? This is a practical living in modern age. I think you should make a shirt that's a mirror so that everyone is looking at themselves when they look at you because they're more interested in themselves than you. A lot of I people. like that. I really what like think? that. I think that a would mirror be great. shirt and a mirror hat, mirror pants, and a mirror cat. Oh my a God. Full, a full mirror outfit. And that way they can look at themselves. And if they're really egomaniacal, they will fall in love with you. Because really, they're just falling in love with themselves. What do you think? I think that when I said mirror cat, suddenly a cat appeared, which is really weird. Yeah. And he, by the way, he scared me because uh, this is guys. Are, I, he scared the shit out of me because as I said mirror cat, his tail brushed against uh, my uh, leg. Very strange. Very strange. Really? So that but was. They a, were the ones, I forgot to tell you this. They were the ones who. Uh, who knew, um, who sort of protected and saw, they, they alerted Kate to the break-in. Really? The cats did? Yeah. The watch cats. The watch cats. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Um, so to speak. One more question I have for you before we move it on to maskers, which we like to close the show with. Um, do, this is an essential question, but... Have you ever seen a time travel movie you haven't liked? I, I like all time travel movies. 
Well, have you seen Bill and Ted face the music, the sequel? I haven't seen that. Haven't seen that. I might watch that tonight. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a. It's almost. Uh, it's very hard to mess up. I, I did not like a Hot Tub Time Machine. Didn't care for mm. that. Hear I that helicopters! I didn't love that movie. I thought it was really flawed, but I still liked it better than anything else I could have been doing. What's happening at your house now? Are you having an invasion? Is, yeah. Can you bring a helicopter back through the tunnel? It's not looking great over here. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, hey, let's finish things up with the uh, the maskers section. Like eighty five percent of superheroes, this is maskers. Again, to all the Patreon people, thank you so 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 much. And um, I'm doing a lot of. Uh, if you ask a question on Patreon, then um, you know you're gonna uh, we're gonna answer it. That's just the way it is. So, uh, so yeah, so let's do it. Do you have any, you have any, uh, uh, don't Google the whole laughs, writes Hola laughs, writes is a banana poop peel, just a chair for a banana. Yeah, I think so. Mm, yeah. I like or, that. or really a hammock, right? We talk about banana hammocks. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, by the way, uh, Mitch M was the one who wrote that, uh, some of the podcasts are flaky, buttery, and tasty. Sweet, sweet flaky. This pot has layers of crust. I like that. James Primer writes, I've reached the seventh level of Neville. How nasty do I need to get in order to reach the eighth? Mm. Uh, seven levels of Neville's, that's tough to get to. So Look, I That's like- kind of like, I, you know, this. I, we get this sort of question a lot where people ask, you know. And what, I think, what was I it? Think it was I, eight floors of I, horrors? Well, I, there were four floors of horrors. Um, four floors of horrors. Yeah. Seven. It was a different. You know what? It was a different time back then. It was a different time. It was a different. You time. know, people used to, you know, kick each other to death. Oh, the oh it was a different and, time. And this is really important. So let me yeah. hold on. Let me. Okay, so Jay Fro Faux Show writes: I have a maskers for the next hot, tasty, buttery pod. Spit bugs. Just another Johnny come lately on my bush. That is as nasty as he wants to be. Oh, he got really nasty on that one. Avi Silver writes howling, or as the wolves say, yodeling. Right. It is <laughs> howling is a wolf yodel. Absolutely. It's a wolf yodel. I love that. I love it. I'm gonna um you know what? I'll I'll end with uh uh, I'll I'll end with you. Know, remember, I was like, "There's some phrase which is a da 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 da, da then a da 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 da." And lots of people, lots of the twelve and a half, which I really appreciate it, sent me, um, uh, you know, suggestions as to what it might be. And one young lady got it. She figured it out for me. And it's like having a song stuck in your head that you can't remember what it is. Yeah. And then somebody tells you. So I'll end with that. But in the meantime, Jennifer uh, Aileen Castanon writes, discovered this one sad morning, expired grape jelly, raisin jam. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, right there you've got, right? If it's a, if it's an old grape, it's a raisin. And if it's jelly, then it's jam. I love that. That is a good one. 
I um, love that one. I love, find another one. I got to find something here, Stephen. Uh, no, no, no. I'm uh, so Carrie Robinson. Well, just a shout out to uh, Carrie Robinson. Look at this. Uh, Nathaniel White writes something that is just too absolutely on the nose. He says, if eyes are the windows to the soul, are masks the garage door to the stomach? Mm, I like that. I That's love exactly that. what we were talking now, about. Ordinarily, I would be upset that it's about a mask, but that is right on. Um, I'm still a huge fan of Gregory Baker's Cow Farts, Dairy Air. I love that. That's that is that is like tip tops, truly. Um, yeah, that's really, really, really good. Uh, it may have been, uh, yeah, I'm looking. So, um, Rick Rogers writes, "Ladies, take a break. Erection, euphemistic bluesman. You know what I'm talking about." And I, and I don't know what that means, but I like it. I like it. Aaron writes, uh, this is at AA, Ron J writes, quote, showers are death traps, unquote. I think we must have said that on the show at one point. Did we say showers are death traps? Yeah, I mean, there's no uh, good way. No one ever, like, doesn't get hurt in a shower. No one ever talks about that. There's always well the shower with the tub that's the death trap. Well, you know, you know, I like you know I like taking showers in the dark. I've talked, I've talked to the you know to the twelve and a half about that. No, and I love that. I've done that. I've done that. And I just think it's great. And but my son took it a a little bit further. My ten year old um, chance. He was the other day. He was like, "Hey, Dada, I figured something out about the shower." He's like, "I'm taking a balloon in the shower now. It's pretty fun. A balloon." Never thought to do that. And why? What What was the impetus behind that? I think it just, he has fun with it. My kids are strange kids. Yeah, Win, that's right. Wynn, you know, Wynn. Wynn told me, he goes, if I have a son, I'm going to name him Tusk. Yeah, I like that. that. He said that. He's like, yeah, that, I think that would make him feel like a man. Wynn's really into being a man. Tusk. Right now, like yeah. Man. yeah. Yeah, he's kind of he's into that. Yeah. So uh, Daniel Androvovic, yeah. I, I can't imagine how you spell his last name or pronounce it. He said, hey, guys, just had the best idea for a new sport. It's called gravy training. It's like bowling, but instead of a ball, you use a large Ziploc bag full of gravy. It's got some kinks, but we'll iron those out in post. (laughs) And I said, I loved it. We'll talk about it. He said, instead of a ball return, it's a box of Ziploc bags and a giant tureen, T-U-R-E-E-N, Terrine of gravy with a ladle in it. The terrine, of course, just being a large handleless ladle. My wife told me not to send this edition, but the world needs to know. Daniel, your wife was wrong. This was very important. <laughs> All right. So Jim Kelly, just wanted to give him a shout out. I mean, absolutely wonderful. Some of these people on Patreon are like my friends, you know, truly. Adam uh, Metropolis, uh, again, is saying some stuff that just uh, either is too nasty for what we want to be or doesn't make any sense. But I will give him one 
One shot here. Is charcoal being activated similar to Pinocchio becoming a real boy? Just don't know. Just can't. Can't even imagine. All right. All right. Can't Do even the imagine one. the logic. Hoping, I guess, hoping that he's high when he wrote that. Hoping. <laughs> here's here's hoping. So, do you have another maskers? Otherwise, I would love no, to end. No, I'm good. This. Do this. this is incredible. One. So, I and thank for- you guys for listening. And by one more thing, uh, real quick, uh, wanted to thank Stephen Scott for doing those worst of episodes. That's uh, very cool. I know Steven, people enjoy those. And also a thank you and to the very entire. Cool we appreciate it. To Steven. the entire twelve and a half. This is uh, what has gotten us through this. We love hearing that you guys uh, have have found some solace in these episodes. And the Patreon patrons, it just means so much to me. And I was at wit's end trying to figure out what was this thing that was I did da 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 then a da ba ba da da da. I just couldn't figure it out. I just couldn't. And somebody uh, reached out to me and said, um, I can't find it right now, but you know who you are, and said, I'd rather... Uh, uh, something like I'd rather stand for what I believe in standing than, uh, you, you know, I I'd rather die on my feet than, than, uh, than beg on my knees or something like that. And that was just too, that wasn't quite it. But Carol Rosenthal, Carol, I love you. You, I can't even tell you, you made my year. The best thing that happened to me in 2020 was that Karen, Karen, Carol Rosenthal figured it out. I'd rather da 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 than da 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 right? That's all I gave her. Yeah. And she came through. Carol, this one's for you. The Rosenthal you had to be the Rosenthal that absolutely knocked it out of the park. Home run, Babe Ruth, pointing to the bleachers. I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. That was it. That's it. Carol, I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. From downtown, yes. Your insincerity.